the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, it certainly is. Welcome to it. It's uh, a Wednesday night, the most quiet night in NRL. Jason Matthews flying solo tonight. No rat and no sats. Sats will join us, though, uh, to remember his, his late father, John Sattler, who passed away, as you know, on Monday afternoon. Uh, Broncos front rower Corey Jensen uh, starting off the bench this week against the Dolphins, but he'll join us as we count down to what will be the biggest, I'd say, general game of rugby league, anything outside representative footy that Brisbane has ever seen. This is going to be amazing, this game. South coach Jason Demetrio. Um, I've got some questions for him around Cody Walker tonight, but also on what the club's doing for um, the late, great John Sattler this weekend as well. But let's get into the top stories of the week. Feels weird doing it by myself. Felice Kafusi will miss four weeks. That was um, that was the big news that came out late last night, just after we got off air. Uh, he'll miss the Broncos clash on Friday night, of course. This was him. Um, after the verdict last night. Uh, not at all. Um, like I said, we had, um, oh, I thought we had a, a good case to fight there, to, to, dig, uh, to downgrade it, and um, unfortunately it wasn't the case. So, um, yeah, it'll take some time for this to sink in, and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. So. Yeah, shattered Felice Kafusi outside of the uh, judiciary last night. Red eyes, some tears in his eyes. He will miss, as I say, four weeks. I know our colleague Matty Rogers thinks it's disgusting and uh, the suspension is too much. But that is it. And I guess the only thing what we need is is a bit of consistency. We saw the results last week uh, with Suali'i getting uh, a grade one just copying a fine. And I don't think it belongs with the judiciary, this. I think we need to see, see some consistency with the match review committee. Why was that graded a grade two? When it looked to us to be less than that Suali hit on clock start the, the week before. We need some consistency. He'll take his medicine. He's, he's, he's a good man, Felice Kafusi. But I tell you what, there's a lot of people who are just absolutely confused with the match review committee's thoughts on sending that to the judiciary. Uh, Christian Wolfe was on air with uh, Pat Welsh and Dane Zorko this morning about whether Felice is actually a victim of timing. Christian, there's a big belief among our listeners that he's a victim of timing, uh, that, you know, pre the announcement that there was going to be this mandatory 11-day stand down for a Category 1 concussion and post how how the reaction has been from the officials to these tackles where there's you know a whiplash or a potential concussion involved. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's the case or not. It certainly feels that way a little bit. And um, you know, if that is the case, and you'd like some direction so that uh, you know, I guess you knew what you were dealing with before you went in. But um, yeah, we, we we definitely think there are some inconsistencies there. If you look at other uh, grade ones and and other grade twos, and and that's what we challenged and. Um, you know, unfortunately, last night we uh, we didn't get that going our way, and uh, it is disappointing. No word of an appeal yet either, so we'll stand by for that. I guess the big question is who replaces Felici this week? A uh, young uh, Connolly, uh, Lumoelu. Uh, he's been going really well, and um, you know he, he's earned more and more opportunity over the first couple of rounds, and he's developing really well as a player as well. So 
he'll get a little bit more opportunity this week and, and certainly in the coming weeks. As I said off the top of the show, Corey Jensen from the Broncos joining us real soon as we count down to the Battle of Brisbane. Jeez, I, I just I don't like the name. Surely we could come up with something better than the Battle of Brisbane. Anyway, 0457 736 736 if you've got some suggestions. Uh, there's some news coming out of Sydney. Anthony Griffin has been asked to reapply for his job for next year and beyond at the Dragons. What a joke. Three rounds into the 2023 season, the Dragons only played two games, remembering they had the bye in the first round. They beat the Titans convincingly, and they fell away against the Broncos in that last 20 minutes on the weekend. The Broncos are red hot at the moment. And the Dragons only playing their second game. I don't think have got enough, got enough in their legs at the moment. But the Dragons in that first half looked really good last week. I, I, for the board to say to Hook, listen, we're going to talk to other co- potential coaches for next year. You're on notice. You're going to have to apply for your job. Round three of the competition. How is that good for the team? It's almost like they want Hook to fail so they can replace him. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'll talk to Matt Rogers more about this tomorrow, but I just I just don't get it. And what is this thing? Why is Anthony Griffin, the coach, who's always under pressure? I think it's unfair. And there's some journalists in the business who should put their hand up and say, you know what? I, I've got an agenda against Anthony Griffin. And they don't do it, but they keep coming up with stories about the coaching at the Dragons. Let's have, if the board want to have transparency, why don't we have transparency all the way around Anthony Griffin's appointment at the Dragons? I hope Hook has a great year and makes the top eight and gets reappointed as the Dragons coach for another two or three years. Jason Riles has been named uh, possibly as a replacement. Good coach, Jason Riles. He's done his apprenticeship. He also went over to England and and coached under Eddie Jones with uh, English rugby. But possibly reaching out to Craig Bellamy again, like they did in 2012, whatever it was the Dragons did, there's no way Craig Bellamy will be leaving the Melbourne Storm. There's no way the Melbourne Storm will let Craig Bellamy leave the Storm. I mean, he he signed a five-year deal two years ago. It might be his last year as head coach but he'll still be involved in that system as well. Oh, one more thing, too, before we go to a break. Matty Johns, reality check for the North Queensland Cowboys. He, he, he mentioned this on his Fox Lead, uh, League podcast, I should say. Here's what he had to say. North Queensland, um, they need a serious attitude adjustment just to their football. Like They, they, they resemble, to use a boxing nut, they resemble a boxer who's got lazy, the things they can win just with one big power punch. Mm-hmm. They are, they're so attack-focused at the moment that the really crucial areas where you win your football games, the tough areas, and, and, and the really disturbing thing, for, I think, for Todd Payton is they start well, Coops. Uh, they, they start the contest well, but then when the arm wrestle starts and the game really starts to settle down, they drop away. Now, to put it in a nutshell, they're going to put the dinner suit away and pull the overalls yep. on. Yeah, again, round three. Round three. We don't know what's happened with their preseason, whether they've loaded it. Todd's loaded them up heavily going into the start of the season. But Matty Rogers is right when he says, let's get to round six and see how teams look then. But 
Some good advice there from Matty Johns. Break time. When we come back, Scotty Sattler remembers his great dad, Johnny Sattler, here on Sports Day. Sports Day, Matt Rogers, Jason Matthews, mm. and our great mate, Scotty Sattler, popping into the studio uh, tonight. Boys, welcome. Matty, first of all, welcome to Sports Day. Oh, mate, it's uh, it's a, it's, uh, I'm, I'm speechless uh, to see my, my mate sitting beside me. Um, yeah. It's, uh, Sat, yeah. Um, you rang me this morning and I, I was blown away when you said, hey, Jace, what do you think? Should I come in, have a chat? And I said, mate, it's up to you. And it takes a lot of courage for you to come in. And uh, given the state you're in and your, your family and, and, and the pain you must be going through after losing your dad yesterday, mate, it's only, it's, it's only what, just been over 24 hours. Um, yeah, mate, I'm surprised to see you. Yeah, I, I, thanks, guys. And uh, I listened to the show this morning, actually. So thanks for your, your tribute. Yes, that was outstanding. As a young boy coming up, and like, man, John Sattler is just known by everyone as like the toughest human to, you know, lace on a footy boot. So how did you go with it playing as a young kid? Like it. As a kid, I was okay. My mum copped grief yeah. from other junior club parents. Right. Um, and to the point where I used to get physical on the sideline where she'd be attacked. And, <laughs> Fair dinkum. Yeah. And then. <laughs> she, um, she, did she break anyone's jaw? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she only broke a nail, that's it. But, um, you know, and, and he never he never entered his into my football career. He never tried to give me a lot of, you know, a lot of advice. Jared mm. Wallace's dad, Craig Wallace's, and I were are very good friends. And, and um, we played, we were the front rowers in the under-19 runaway bay team. We'd gone through the whole season undefeated and we played Blamble Jets in the grand final at Seagull Stadium. Yeah. And we were losing at half time. I remember we were walking into the dressing sheds and my dad was waiting outside the dressing sheds, which he never did. Unusual, right? And he said to me, if you lose this grand final, it's because of the two front rowers. It's always about the front rowers. And I looked at Wall, and Wall looked at me, and we went out and played like Arthur Beetson in the second half, both of us, and, and won the game. And yeah. he texted me about that today. And, um, you know, I, I never – I actually – you know what, Ratton, I don't know whether you were the same. I never struggled with living in the shadow. I, no, I, I, I didn't. I no. actually I, – I, I, I liked it. I used it as a privilege. I reveled it. I and, reveled in it, yeah. And also it meant that people were going to watch you far more closely than yeah. anyone else. So it sort of put a bit of pressure on a sense that you just got to be at your best. Yeah. So. You know, he always taught me make sure you got the firmest handshake in the room, which I've tried to push onto my son as well. And yeah, I, you know, I, I just want to start celebrating his life now. I, lo- I love the stories, and and I try to explain some of these last night to Rat, and I can't do them justice. But mm-hmm. oh, I've, but, I've uh, heard, I've heard a lot about this kangaroo, mate. Uh, the the story, kangaroo. The story. I don't. I can't remember half the stuff you've told me on here and half the stuff you told <laughs> me off here, but. Mate, I want you know you want to celebrate your dad's life. He, he was a tough man on and off the field, as we know. Can can you tell us some stories? I, in particular, can we start with the coat of arms? <laughs> yeah. Can we? I love this story. Yeah. So um, when Hamilton Island first started, Keith Williams was a yep. guy that bought Hamilton Island, and and there was a guy on the Gold Coast, the Beatty family, who had all these kangaroos, emus. They had all this wildlife, and and um, Keith Hamilton bought the wildlife to send them up to Hamilton Island on his boat. And so we used to keep our horses there. My sister was a really good horse rider. And anyway, um, the Beatty said to Dad, hey, can you help us come and transport all these animals into a truck so we can take up to Brisbane to put it on the on the boat? And Dad said, yeah, no worries. So he went out there and they got a few on. And then the, the sun started going down and it was getting really dark and there's no light in the back of the truck. And and he'd get the kangaroos and sorry to any of the animal activists out there, but, <laughs> but you know, it was a different time. It was. And so dad would get the kangaroos up to the 
edge of the the truck and they'd look in the truck and see how dark it was and they'd, they'd try and push push back. But as you know, the coat of arms, the reason why they're facing each other, the emu and the kangaroo, is because they don't take a, a backward step. So they'd sort of – and anyway, he'd, he'd get them up and he said, right, I'm going to get up in the truck. You get them up. And as they get in, I'll sort of, I'll sort of you know, give them a whack around the chop. <laughs> and while they're stunned, we'll, we'll get them up the back of the truck. <laughs> and so he did this to one, to two, and then all of a sudden – he said, oh, you know when you feel like something someone, or someone's watching you? He said, has anyone got a torch down there? I just don't know how much room we've got up here. And anyway, someone's shone a torch up. And he said, yeah, I was standing there and I was just surrounded by all these big red kangaroos and emus. And he said, all of a sudden, they just attacked me. And he said, I was swinging and I was throwing rights and lefts and hooks and uppercuts. And he said, I, I reckon I collected a couple of I reckon a couple of them actually had to step backwards that night. But I remember as a kid hearing, hearing all this commotion late at night. And I remember waking up and walking through the house and there was, this, there was this blood stain going all up the middle of the house like someone had been stabbed. And I walked into the bathroom and Dad just had scratches and chunks of meat out of his whole body where the emus and kangaroos had beaten him up. He said, said, you know what, I played for Australia. I've represented my country. I just got beaten up by the coat of arms. <laughs> Good. Uh, he's, a few good stories. Yeah, There's been troubles in his pubs and that along the way, and he's yeah, had to sort some stuff living out. Living the pubs was a great life. You know, I'd never give that back. We love you, mate. Take care. Thanks, guys. Michael Morgan gets his hands free, and Jensen skids under the goal line, and that might be good enough. Corey Jensen gets his first NRL try. Oh, there it is. Crossing for the very first time. In fact, is that still only the only try? I better ask you. He's on the line now from the Brisbane Broncos, Corey Jensen. Corey, that's that's still not your only try, is it? It is, unfortunately. <laughs> Come on, we need these. We need we need we need the big boys crossing over. Don't you? It's, we it's, do. a, it's a great sight in rugby league. See the front rows front rows crush over. Some there are some tries. I remember um, Ryan James just went on a try scoring spree a few years ago. They couldn't stop him, but. Um, Mate, Corey, how you going, mate? It's a big week for you guys up there in Brisbane. How are you handling the uh, the build up to to what's going to be the biggest game of the season to date? Yeah, like you said, it's been it is a pretty big build up, but we're just sort of taking it as a normal week. Um, obviously, it's great for the town and great for the supporters um, around Brisbane. And like you said, it's going to be a first of what I think will be a rivalry going forward. So um, I think the fact that, that both teams are going really well to start the year is going to make it more intriguing, but the whole side of it looking forward to it come Friday. Yeah, mate, your, your front row is, just, is such a young front row. I mean, you've got Thomas Flegler there. You've got Payne there, obviously. I mean, there's, ex, there's some experience there yourself. What, what sort of a difference did, did Marty come up from Manly? Um, you know, he's been around the game for a long time. What sort of difference has he made or has he settled down sort of the, the, the middle of the field, having him as a part of the Broncos outfit? Yeah, I think just that, like I said, that experience. Like we've got a very young squad, and and Marty himself has done pretty much everything in the game. So having that sort of older head um, brings a lot of calmness, I guess. Um, he sort of speaks up a fair bit in terms of that sort of rotation there, and uh, got a lot of very what's the word like um, good middles, I should say. Um, Paddy's actually in what kind of year he had last year, and Payne probably his best middle going around. Comp right now, and like I said, Flex having another great season, and I think Marty just being there is sort of bring that sort of level head and that uh, bit of experience. It's really sort 
sort of settle this down a little bit. Well, is there been much talk within the camp? I know everyone's trying to. I mean, Wayne's the master at keeping a lid on on big matches like this. What's Kevy been like with? I hate it. I hate this term, the Battle of Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, actually, actually, like you said, it is. I think it's a big game in terms of uh, um, having the two teams here in Brizzy, and I think it's like a great, great for the town. The, the crown will be buzzing, but same sort of kind of um, kept the lid on those kind of things, and we're just trying to build each week and better in the areas that we can get better at. And we've had a great start, but we know that there's a lot of footy that we can still be better at in areas that we. Need need to be better at again and um, so we're just sort of taking another game obviously the hype's going to be there and um, so it should be because both teams are going really well but yeah come Friday I know everyone will be ready and um, I think the, yeah everyone will be ready to go and you'll see what kind of game it is Mate, can I ask you I've got to ask you about your little live wire fullback Reese Walsh, the last two weeks he's been He's been amazing, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been super impressed with him. Mate, what's he like around the team? Is he a cheeky little bugger? He looks like he'd be a cheeky little bugger, annoying you big blokes and just telling him to give you the ball and that sort of stuff. Is he a fun guy to have around? Uh, he's not too bad. He's a very confident kid. I'll give him that. Um, he definitely likes to be confident back himself, but that's that's why he's so good. Um, he's sort of seen what he's done um, so far out there and that, he's got some brilliance in attack. Like, I think what he's been really working on and um, it's, which is such great for a young kid is that he wants to learn and wants to get better and like defensively his role he knows he has to get better there with positioning and where to put us in that and he works harder than anyone else at the club there he's constantly doing video um, with Darius and those guys there to help him out and he knows that's the area he has to get better at and we've seen what he can do with the football which is pretty special and um, he's one of those special talents that is out there and wants to work and wants to get better which is very exciting to see Corey Jensen from the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, it's going to be a ripper of a game on Friday night. Good luck on those away change rooms. That must be weird for the Broncos. It's Uncorp Stadium playing in the, the away change rooms. Good luck against the Dolphins Friday night, mate. No worries. Thanks, guys, for having me. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, watch every Izuzu Ute A-League match live on Paramount Plus. Brisbane Raw tickets at Ticket Tour. Great at Ticket Tech, I should say. At Ticket Tour. Uh, the Raw have managed to lift themselves off the bottom of the ladder after winning two of their four games since Nick Green came into the fold as interim coach, replacing Warren Moon. Do players perform better when a new coach comes along? Is that because they want to keep their spot? You know, if there's any future plans, if... If Nick's going to remain the coach for the next X amount of years, we better start performing if we want to keep a job. I reckon that's what happens. There's a myth going around that that happens in most sports. The winning percentage is under 50% in the NRL when a coach takes over from another coach mid-season in that very next game. But in the AFL, I read it's higher. So new coaches do have an impact, but I also think players think, geez, I better pull my finger out and start performing because if I don't, I might not be offered a new deal. Uh, the Raw this week will play the fourth-placed Central Coast Mariners on Saturday in Gosford and hope to finish their season with some positive results. Yes, it's been a, it's been a long and hard season for the Raw fans this year. Football is here with $40 family passes available to the Isuzu Ute A-League men. T's and C's apply. Break time.
When we come back, South Sydney head coach Jason Demetrio on what the Bunnies are doing for Johnny Sattler and some news around the Rabbits. We'll get to that next here on Sports Day. We've got the uh, the busy coach yes, from the Rabbitohs, Jason Demetrio, on the line. Jace, are you there? Yeah, hey, evening, guys. Jace, uh, explain to our listeners what John Sattler means to South Sydney. Yeah, I think it's hard to put into words uh, what he means to the club and that era of player means to the club as well. But um, since my time at the club, or growing up as a football lover, you know, Sattler name was in trenched in uh, rugby league folklore. And then to work at a place like South Sydney, you quickly come to understand why. And there's a fair amount of passion from our supporters. And, um, you know, John's time at the club, not only as a player, but what he did in terms of leading the march to get the club back in um, to the NRL and what he showed, how much the club meant to him has left a lasting legacy. And there's no doubt what he brought to the club is etched in the four walls inside Redfern. And uh, we'll be sure to take that uh, with us to Heffron as well when we move. Yeah, uh, Jace, it's Matt Rogers, mate. I just, mate, John was such a tough man on the field and such a, a giving and caring man off it do anything for his teammates. And his legacy is one that sort of... Is it one that you use as an example for your current playing group? Is it one that you sort of... That the boys are aware of? Yeah, I think so, yeah. it's The history is a big part of uh, our club and we talk often about it and the players that have left their mark before us uh, was part of our talk, some of our discussions that we had when we did a walk from Redfern Heffron in the pre-season as part of our culture building for our young players to understand the history. And, um, yeah, I think it's a big part of what makes us a club, you know, without yeah. recognising the history, then you don't, you're not a club. You're just a, a group of players that are playing for a certain time. But uh, we're more than that. And um, the players are really strong in having a voice in and around that to make sure they carry that history with them. Yeah, but John's contribution to the club was, was enormous. And uh, I even remember last year in the final series and, uh, Sats sending me a message um, from John saying that was old school Rabbitohs when we beat the Roosters in the final. So he was still uh, up until then really enjoying watching the Bunnies play. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mate, look, it's it's a tough week for South fans, uh, for South players, for the coaching staff, and anyone involved with the club. Mate, how, I mean, it's going to be tough to manage. How, how are you going to, I guess, temper the emotions? Because... I mean, it can be a pretty exhausting week with all this emotion sort of flowing. Uh, is there, have you got any plans to sort of try to keep the guys protected um, away from sort of, I guess, anything that's going to sort of wear them out too much prior to what is going to be a huge moment uh, when you take the field against Manly on the weekend? Yeah, I think, you know, for us, we'll talk about it tomorrow when we get in. Obviously, the players are off today. So uh, it's a day-on-day-off week. So it sort of gives, gives them a bit of space between sessions and press and stuff that they have to do on training days. But, um, and I want, I want it to be a celebration. I want us to celebrate uh, the great things that he brought to our club on the field and off the field. And uh, I think the players will embrace that pretty well and, and use that as a little bit of extra motivation. You know, it's, the players are fairly motivated anyway, but uh, when you're putting on that tribute jersey, I'm sure that it, it'll mean a lot to them uh, come Saturday night. Yeah, gee, there will be a lot of uh, emotion oh, Saturday night right. at a corner. I know a lot. We've a lot of South fans who listen to this show, uh, Jason, and, and no doubt they'll be there in their droves uh, on Saturday night. And it's great to hear that commemorative jersey. Uh, Sats did have a discussion with Mark Ellison today and the half the bunny, of course, it is the famous missing jersey of John Sattler's. And 
if that's if that's what the team are wearing uh, this Saturday night, mate, I've got chills just talking about it as a Rabbitohs fan. Yes, again, you know, you have moments in your career where you get to represent more than yourself, and um, this is one of those occasions that I know the players will really look forward to, and as an old club, we get to be the ones that show what John's legacy meant to us and uh, make sure our supporters understand that he's still a big part of our club. Do you want to talk some footy? Um, great game against the Roosters last week. It was an amazing game of football. Tough, fast, mm. a bit of niggle from the Roosters. Uh, Cody was the target of that. Is, is there much to make out of that? Have you had to spend any time with Cody Walker this week just to calm him down a bit, Jason? Oh, not really. I mean, obviously, there's discussions we have in and around um, some behaviours that we, we, you know, we want to make sure that we're about as a club, but Look, Cody's frustration comes from our lack of execution. You know, we, we had three clear-cut chances and we didn't turn them into points and the clock was getting away from us. So that was probably a big reason why he was frustrated and then it sort of boiled over in the end that, you know, Cam was, um, you know, disappointed with some things that happened on the field and that boiled over. Yeah, mate, look, you, you've got a big game this week. You're trying to... Um you know, get back into the winner's circle. You've got a few middles that are out. Um, it's going to create some opportunities for some other players to come in. Um, is there any concerns? Is there any uh, long-term concerns with uh, your players that will be missing this week? Oh, not long-term. You know, the most the most is about six to eight weeks. And then we've got Saliva Havili and Liam Nyman barking around those times as well. But, yeah, not sure, mate. How much weight have you put on, mate? Your fancy game, <laughs> mate. mate uh, I wouldn't run out of sight a dark night at the moment, mate. Mind you, the amount of cakes you bought the Savo, Matty. I, I think give him a couple of weeks, Jace. Yeah. He'll be ready to go. Yeah. Good luck against uh, Manly this Saturday night at a core cool stadium, and, and and unbelievable the the fact that you know John did pass away this week, and you're taking on Manly uh, this Saturday night. You know. Um, almost a reenactment of that 1970 grand final. So mm. uh, a lot of NRL fans, and, and particularly, obviously, the South Sydney fans, right behind the team this week. Best of luck, Jason. Yeah, Demetri. good luck, mate. All right, thanks, guys. A special occasion that we're looking forward to. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. It's time for this. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day. I didn't actually need to come on then. I keep forgetting I've got to play that intro. Sammy, uh, filling in for um, Daddy Vass. Where is Daddy Vass? Uh, he's in a car driving somewhere to a wedding, apparently. Who knows? Daddy Vass. So you know you know how he's got his nickname? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he told me all about it. Did he? Yeah, he gets called Daddy Vass. Of course he would. I can't believe that's his TikTok handle or whatever it is. Daddy Vass. I can't like any of Sounds very pimpy. Hey, mate, last blast. You can help me out with this uh, tonight. What do you got? So did you see, it uh, came out today during the week, Damien Cook said on the Fox League podcast that uh, after Wayne and the South West Sydney Rabbitohs beat the Broncos in t- their game in 2019, he did a dance around the dressing room <laughs> for the boys. Uh, I wonder if that'll pop up if they manage to get the job, if the Dolphins manage to get the job done on Friday. I, I, we saw that video. That that went viral. That video with Wayne dancing. I don't know. I don't know Wayne. What is he Put now? Put some magic mic music over the top of it too. <laughs> oh, that would be gross. What is he now? Four years old. I don't know. He's got that movement in his hips that he used to have back then. Oh, who'd know? We'll I find out. Hopefully. Know. Hopefully. Look, for for that, 
For that alone, I want to see the Dolphins win. I don't want yeah. to be seeing Wayne. And there's so much bad blood there too after leaving in 2018, everything that went on there. Who do you think is going to win? Now Felice is out. Mm, if it's going to be wet up here, it's rained today as well. If it's going to be wet, I reckon that brings the Dolphins into the game. But Because they're a water animal. Well, <laughs> is that the reason? I was going to say they're a grinding team. But yeah, right, I, sp- yeah okay. I suppose if we're going to go down that route, you could also, um, also use that. But yeah, I, re- I reckon the Broncos will be too strong. Yeah, I think they will. Without Felice Cafusi, yeah. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, see this, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, uh, Larsa Pippen. I love this she, story. <laughs> she was I'm on, jealous. She was on Real Housewives of Miami. Uh, when's maths finished? Because that could be a show you could get into as well. Maths finishes next week, mate. With, so, yeah, uh, get on the Real Housewives of Miami because this sort of stuff comes up. She revealed that her and Scotty Pippen used to have sex four times a night. And, what? Four times a night? Yep, 28 times a week. Apparently, allegedly. So, so you don't mean four times a year? Mm. Birthday, Christmas, Easter, anniversary. No, not four. No Valentine's Day? No. Don't believe in Valentine's Day. <laughs> Maybe I should have. It would have been five times a year. Four times a night. Apparently. That's what she's saying. And now, she, now she's seen um, old teammate Michael Jordan's son. I don't, that, that I don't get. He's about, I don't know how old she is. he's 32. She's, she's in her 40s. She'd be in her 40s. But Possibly Michael, 50s. Michael Jordan's son's 32. You don't do that. No. Surely that's, that's an unbreakable bond. You win that many championships yep. together. Yeah. but That's like dating your best mate's sister or mother. Mm. Actually, in this case, it'd be mother. Mm. Could you imagine dating your best mate's mother? You don't do it. That's an area you don't go to. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Oh, you have? No. Oh, you want to? No. no. Oh, this is good. We like you better than Daddy Vass already. Rightio, that has been Sports Day for another one. Thank you for that, Sam. Uh, back tomorrow night. Hopefully, Maddie uh, Rogers uh, will be here for the whole show uh, tomorrow night. Uh, take care. Wednesday night. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night with the big the big battle of the Wests. Uh, the Panthers and the Eels doing battle tomorrow night uh, at Combank Stadium. Back then. Catch you then. See ya. Go!